With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. this only a few podcasts in and i'm already putting out an extra one this is not an emergency pod it is a bonus pod there were a couple areas i couldn't really get into in the last podcast but i still wanted to address them before they we kind of got a lot of distance between um from the time where the, all this stuff happened um i know my friends at 1067 the fan have talked about some of these topics or at least one of these and i wanted to weigh in as well and the first one involves uh, Senior Vice President of Personnel Doug Williams and what he said after the Collins signing and a little scrum with reporters and Williams' quote was, when we look at players, we look at talent. It's up to the defensive coordinator and the defensive back coaches to scheme them up. We're not in the room with the scheme. I don't know exactly what the scheme is. That was the full quote from Williams. Now, I think the big thing is, like, do they consider the scheme? And the answer is, of course they do. I'm not sure exactly why Doug said that. It may be that Doug doesn't look at that. Um, it may be that um, you know he views it a little bit differently, um, and you get the talent in there and you figure it out. But I do know that others in the building absolutely look at the scheme when they're signing a guy. And here's a few things I know, and these are based on conversations I've had over the years, um, so it's not just some new topic for me. Um, I know, for example, when college scouts go out during the fall, they're looking at talent. And this is one thing that any GM or anybody in charge of that stuff has always told me. You look for talent during the fall. After that, then you start looking at the scheme fit. Because like when you're looking at guys during the fall, what if the coach you're the team you're you know that you're working for gets fired at the end of the season? You need to know the talent. After the season, now you start looking at scheme fits and how guys how guys would work into your system and the coaches that you have. And it doesn't always mean that you just bypass certain guys just to get a guy who's an exact scheme fit because sometimes guys can play in multiple schemes. And I'll give you a for example, and that would be Ryan Kerrigan. I do believe that most people in that building would probably look at him and say he's probably better off as a 4-3 defensive end. And I think a lot of fans might look at that as well. I do know that Kerrigan is like playing in the 3-4 because he told me before that he likes the challenge that it provides because he gets to do a lot of different things. But his skill set in college, a really good 4-3 defensive End. And I think when he's at his best, clearly, is when he's moving forward in, in that sort of a situation. Um, he spent his whole career as a 34-end. Now, they play a bunch of different fronts or they play, you know, hybrid coverages or, or hybrid defenses, whatever. But um, the point is, he was a guy where they looked and said, yeah, he'd be best, best fit in this sort of a system, but we can make it work 
in this system. Um, so when, you, when you're signing a guy like Landon Collins, scheme is always a part of the discussion, whether it's how he fits in or what the plan is for him when you do, if and when you do sign a guy like that. And again, this is from conversations that I've had with GMs over the years when you sign a player of this magnitude. Doug is absolutely right that the coaches have to scheme him up or get him caught up on the scheme, but there will be, you will make sure that he does indeed fit your scheme. And one thing I was told on Collins um, was that it was unanimous in the room that they wanted to go get him. Um, whether or not everybody knew at the minute they signed him, clearly that wasn't the case, but there was unanimity, unanimity as far as the pursuit of him, and therefore there was also a lot of talk within the building um, about the scheme fit and, and or how he would fit within the defense. And it's not like they're going to change it completely for Landon Collins, but they want to make sure that there is indeed a fit with a guy like that. Um, and you know, I, I was talking to GM, the other, former GM, the other day. And he said, you know, his thing was I'd never sign a guy for big money unless everybody was on board with how they were going to use him. And I do think that was the case here. And again, looking at Doug, I know he's going to be an easy target for some of that stuff. Um, and I know, you know, um, whether or not people in the building were thrilled with it, I think they understand, like, that yes, they did get this guy to fit the scheme. talk about and it was just kind of a bizarre situation last weekend and I think Redskins fans on social media know what I'm talking about and is with, with is with Stefan Diggs's brother posting a picture of of him in a Redskins uniform and something effective bring him home or something like that Diggs of course is from the DC area the Vikings basically told ESPN's Adam Schefter F no, when were they even considering trade him? And the Redskins said, well, who, who would, what would we give up for him? What do you have to give up for him? So clearly there wasn't really anything going on there. But here's what I do know. The Skins were in on Antonio Brown to at least some degree. Now, the Raiders had more capital to go make it work. So, But the Redskins did have interest there. Um, I don't think they were that close to getting him because of the Raiders' presence. But what we know is that they want a playmaker at receiver. It's been clear that over the years when there's a guy that becomes available, they will pounce. Deshaun Jackson, Josh Norman. Landon Collins. Does that mean there there Diggs was really a thought there? I don't know. I do know that his contract is good, um, and that's probably a reason why the Vikings wouldn't want to trade him. They have a good offense. Why would you get rid of your your, your one of your best playmakers? Um, it, it really wouldn't make sense from there. And I know in a couple of years it'll be more expensive, and they have Thielen, Adam Thielen coming up for a contract. But still, they're they're trying to win now, and you don't trade your best player. To do one of your better players to, to get to accomplish that goal just for a draft pick or whatever. You know, the one guy who is it who might be free now or available that I don't I have no clue if the Redskins would go in on him, but it's Kansas City's Tariq Hill. Now, obviously, there's some problems with him. So much of his future depends on what happens in the investigation about the allegations of battery of a child. Serious, serious charges. So I'm not going to minimize that. Um, from a football perspective, um, the Athletics or Fox's Jay Glazer reported that he had heard that there were trade rumblings around Hill before free agency. 
Were the Redskins in it? I don't know. I haven't been told that. Ian Rappaport reported that they were working on an ex- the Chiefs were working on an extension with Hill before these allegations arose. Um, again, no idea if the Skins would be interested, but if you're looking at a guy who would go after, you know, what other guys could you go after? Well, that's that's clearly a guy who might be available given these issues and given the fact that he's going to command a huge deal after the season. Again, depending on these allegations, and those are serious, please do not minimize those. Um, but the point is, too, there aren't many playmaking veteran receivers available, which is why the Internet sleuths were hard at work trying to figure out the, the meaning of Diggs's um, tweet or the social media posting, and, and that's how we ended up here. Um, but what I, like I said, what I do know is the Redskins do want to get another playmaker on that offense. There are some intriguing guys in this draft. Um, I don't know that they would take one with the 15th overall pick. I do think that they're going to try and get a guy within the first couple rounds, especially if nothing else pops up. And again, with Hill not speculating on anything, not saying that they're going to do something, but just knowing that their desire is to find a playmaker in some fashion. That's what led to the Diggs thing, and it was an interesting day on social media. And I don't always like to comment on those things because sometimes, you know, they're just rumors or they're just, there's nothing to it. Um, but I, like I said, what I do know is that the Redskins do want to add a playmaker. And I think we all know that because when you look at that offense, that's one thing that they're lacking at that position. That's it. There's the bonus pod. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you next week.